Welcome back to another edition of 68 Shining Moments, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today, we roast Mark Few. Welcome to an episode of the Bulldog Broadcast with my host, with myself, your host, Dan Dickow on the field of 68 Media Network. This is going to be interesting, I'm sure, because before we press record, there was a lot of comments flying left and right. I'm sure there's going to be some one-liners that very few people understand other than the five of my guests. Uh, each of them have a tremendous amount of connections to Gonzaga. We'll start Dan Monson, Bill Greer, Leon Rice, and Ray Giacoletti. How are you guys doing? That's four guests, Dan. I mean, you said five guests. I mean, is that that Gonzaga <laughs> education coming out? Well, I guess, you know what? I was I was mistaken because I had to send five invites because Leon Rice doesn't handle his own emails. Now I had to send it to some mystery man named Red. David hey. Motes. That's right. Red uh, Shawshank Redemption. Red can get stuff. He's big time. He's got, you got you to gotta know people to get to Leon. He's, he's, he's big time now, the NIT runner, runner up. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, hey, that's one thing. There's there certain things that uh, you want to have in common with you, and that's one of them is that no emails, no uh, wasting time with that stuff. I don't want to, I don't want to navigate all that. There's, I don't, I don't feed all those homeless cats like Ray was good at. <laughs> homeless cats oh yeah all the people that email you and tell you how dumb you oh, are and oh. i stopped getting those i stopped i, I remember i after air force i gave up like 97 points and all the hate mail i got him i went down to the football office and said what the hell what are you he goes nope I have a fake email address you can't look at that stuff and ever since that day i don't touch it that's that's awesome hey i know uh each of you guys in, in prominent roles in division one college basketball are looking at his transfer portal right now. And before we touch on, on Gonzaga and your guys' experiences there, and, and you guys can roast coach few as much as you want. Uh, what are your thoughts on this transfer portal and how do you guys go about kind of looking at it and kind of deciphering what you guys want to do with your programs? Well, let my, me take my it first because thing. I'm going to be the most outspoken and we can let the softer, nicer human beings take over. All we're doing, Dan, is teaching kids to quit, not once, but four or five times. So all the big timers on TV that want to, oh, everybody deserves this or that. There's, there's not going to be landing spots for over half of these kids. It will ruin college basketball. You heard it here first. I'm glad I'm at the tail end of my gig, and uh, it's been a good run, but absolutely flat-out ruining college basketball. Go ahead, Leon. Soften it up for me. That's Ray Giacoletti for you, ladies and gentlemen. In a nutshell, Ray has spoken. <laughs> Get off my yard. That was positive. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not I, in the portal? We, we, we've been talking so much about the portal and all this. I swear, and I'm not lying. I had a dream that my wife put her name in the portal. <laughs> I scooped it up. Yeah. I scooped it up. We already are talking to her. We had a Zoom call with her. I, I would definitely, I would go old school, but we're blocking certain people on this one. It's, uh, <laughs> everybody on this call gets blocked. I know that. <laughs> 
Oh, how about you, Billy? You're uh, obviously Colorado. You guys have had some guys put your name in the portal, but how do you guys look at that and work through it? Uh, we haven't had, you know, we had our very first transfer, fifth year transfer this year. Leon's the, I think the expert in it. They've got half the rosters been transfer guys. So <clears throat> it's, it's uh, something we all look at, but we haven't, we haven't used it as much as say uh, coach rice there at, at Boise. All right. Good stuff so far. I want to move on to, to Gonzaga. Obviously you guys are well-connected coach Munson. You were a, a big part of allowing myself to have the career that, that I had because you allowed me to transfer to Gonzaga. You then left for Minnesota. Thanks for leaving me high and dry. But uh, I knew I was in good hands with Coach Few and, and Coach Greer at the time. Did you ever see this coming? Well, well first of all, back to your career, I, I wasn't as responsible as Ray was because Ray screwed you up at, at the University of Washington. <laughs> to allow us to have you at, at Gonzaga. So, you know, I, I, I think he got, deserves more credit than I do. I that is true. He didn't leave really me high and dry. He I left, he he left really for his own gig years. about a month before I was a freshman. Yeah, never had a chance to coach him. I, I, I got to know him hard during his junior and senior year. So, but let me get this straight. Right, let, go, let go me ahead. Get this go straight, ahead, Ray. Uh, so it's okay for you to Leave and you're not a quitter, but Dan, if he left, he's a quitter. <laughs> I transferred when it was a rarity. I'm there just was saying, like 200 kids uh, in the transfer wires those years. I'm just saying the grumpy old guy over there needs to. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. Here's my here's my favorite favorite. Uh, uh, Dan Dickow, Ray Ray was so invested when he recruited Dan at, at Washington yes, he was. that. That he and I went to the state tournament. Ray probably doesn't even remember this. And we went to watch Dan. And and I forget, like, David, Red's got a call. I mean, Red just took off. It's the transfer portal. In the middle, the portal, in the middle of uh, of my best story of the day, Ray, uh, uh, Leon, just, his ADD just kicked in. Come on. That was that was Coach Few from the college, actually. I I told him, I said, you'll never believe what we're doing right now. All five of us are talking at the same time on. uh, Oh, so that's why you have to. uh, I mean, when when Mark calls, I mean, uh, Dan Dickow's podcast takes a second. Goodman will understand. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I need to fire an email off to him real quick. I know he doesn't have email though. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to get his red. He's gonna wait until it talks to you, Dan. That was always what he said, right, Leon? That's right. Talks to you. So, so, so anyway, before I was really interrupted by King Few, um, uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, uh, Ray and I go to the state tournament together and to watch. And uh, I'm like, I don't have anything. He goes, Well, we got to go watch. Uh, uh, what was your high school again? In, in Prairie. Prairie, we got to go watch Prairie versus I, I don't know Shorecrest. I don't. Know, who, do you remember who you played the first round of state tournament? Uh, I believe it was Bothell. Bothell, your senior year. So, so anyway, we go and and I'm telling you what, I've been around some parents that are you know like crazy, you know, uh, 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 nervous for their kid and everything. But I've never, you know, uh, 
Ray was so like nervous for, and he's up there just talking to him like a parent. He goes, "That a boy, Dan. That, that, he, that there, there, there. Stick him, Dan, right there. That's that, that's good defense, right there, Dan. The, uh, just like a parent up there cheering in the, in the thing. And then Bothell students started chanting something, uh, you know, about uh, air ball or something. That something happened, you know, that they, they started getting on Dan. And boy, you came down and you hit a jumper, and he's like. Take that, Bothell. Take that one. <laughs> Boy, how the story grows over the amount of years. That's uh, accurate. I can't just pull for a guy up there. Just <laughs> no, <nice and> <laughs> no, you you pulled for him, and, and and again, I I am I am making fun of you, but also it was uh uh you know I I knew at that time just watching that game, I'm like you know you he was you were a, a special player, and and you guys had a special relationship as a as an assistant coach recruiting you and uh, um, you were in good hands till he took off. But uh, uh, Gonzaga was lucky that, to, that you landed there and, uh, and helped start this whole thing. Again, I, I'm grateful that you took a chance on me after uh, my rough two years at UW, but that uh, allowed me to get to know Billy Greer because uh, you were gone. Billy and I would play golf occasionally during his time. Did you ever uh, coach Greer, Explain Coach Fuse golf swing and his golf grip because it is pretty darn interesting. It's nothing like his fishing skills, is it? First of all, I got to interrupt again. Were you with the women's team? Because Billy was a women's golf coach at that time. I mean, did you go out for free because you were on the part of the women's team? Well, that's how little Gonzaga had money, how little money Gonzaga had at the time, too, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Coach Few had a little bit of a <clears throat> baseball grip and a snap hook. I think it's probably why he didn't play as much as maybe the rest of us did. And he got really into fly fishing at that point. Well, I remember there was there was times practice would be pushed back because he was late getting back from his fly fishing trips with his buddies. <laughs> we didn't have iPhones. You recall that, Leon? <laughs> oh, Yeah. We didn't have text messaging at the time, so we would get a phone call, and it would be like the phone tree, like, hey, call this guy, this guy. You guys are roommates, so just pass it on. And so practice would start, you know, two hours later. Um, have him shoot the, 100 free throws. Yeah, yeah. And then he would show up in his boots and his jeans. We just did. We'll have him shoot another 100. <laughs> have you guys all gone fishing with him? And is is, is Coach Few as good a fisherman as, as the stories are told? He is. He is, no doubt. I, I got to go this summer on one of his high-level excursions, and <clears throat> I got to see it firsthand. And, man, uh, he really is. He's uh, he's upper one percentile in, in fly fishing. And, you know, oh, wouldn't I'm, you guys wouldn't you guys say that his 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 fishing has kind of evolved brick by brick and and kind of like the basketball program because when we were on I think it was Billy's bachelor party or something wasn't he using magic bait and a bobber or like the rest of us he used to be a treble hook power bait mm -hmm. guy yeah. uh, Leon and I witnessed it on Diamond Lake in Oregon oh yeah that yeah, yeah. we that were was a good we, trip. we, so we had such a long day of fishing I got hemorrhoids that day I think. We sat there on that boat for so dang long. Uh, the aluminum boat? Uh, yeah, see, we yeah, did. We rented two boats and we were out in this lake close to Crater Lake in Oregon. And he was a different fisherman back then. He's 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 evolved. Kind of like, the, kinda like always, the basketball program. It's, he's gone to an elite level in two ways. 
I've yeah, been told I've been told by by people that he doesn't like to just go, you know, a two hour drive to go fish now. He wants a two hour private jet to go fish. Is this correct? Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's uh it's it, it you're right. It has evolved just like the program. There's no I mean, he's a scrapper though. He'll he'll go from you better you 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 better be able to hang because he's going from sun up to you know yeah. I'll be over sleeping on the bank and waiting for him to be done. You know, I, he just has a, he's into it and it's his sanctuary. And, and I get it when you get out there and do it with them, you, you see it, uh, how cool it is and the places he gets to go. And that's what I like about it is just where you get to go. I'm not like into the fishing like he is. I like it, but not like, man, he's a, he's good at, and he is good at it. He's really, really good at yeah. it. Hey, do you remember the, the year we were in the Bahamas? And we were giving him so much grief. We were out on a boat one day that he had his fly rod, Federal Express, down so that he could take it out the next day. <laughs> Jimmy Herrick was talking so much shit to him that he got him all flustered and went and had his rod shipped to him. Couldn't catch any fish. Then he started chumming in the back of the boat with dog food. <laughs> I mean, he just hadn't rattled. It was one of the first times, only times in 30 years I've seen Fuey like rattle. Jimmy had him just talking to himself in the back. He's throwing dog food off this boat and got nothing. Before we continue that interview, I just had to let you guys know that it is that time of year again. We have waited two years for this moment, and it is finally here. March's biggest tournament is back. Gonzaga's getting ready to run the table. Slippers are being fit as we speak. And our partners over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, are putting our listeners at the center of the action. How? If you bet $4 on an underdog in a select game this week and that underdog wins, you win $256. That's right, $256. Here's how it works. You download the app now. You use the promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. Scroll through the list of select underdogs, bet $4 on one of them to win, and cash $256 when they do. There is no better way for you to put your college hoops knowledge to the test, and then to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. I know this because I use them. So remember, the code is FIELD68. That's FIELD68 to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ray, watch your language, okay? We're not all at a, a private school in St. Louis where we can say whatever we want, you know, like what that. This is a, Dan Dickow's got five, seven kids, nine kids is going to listen to this when he's done. You know, it's, can we clean it up? Sanctuary though, is, is a good word. You know, Mark, Mark, one time uh, coaches versus cancer, we got done playing and, you know, he, he, he was a host and just walked around from group to group and, and uh, the big table of coaches there and he got done. He said, how'd you play months? I said, I was terrible today. I, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, that's why I fish. He goes, he goes, you guys always come off the course and you're always mad. You always lost money. All, and he goes, I've never come off the uh, off the stream and said, "Oh, that was terrible out there. That was a bad." I said, "It doesn't matter if you catch fish or not. It's always a good day out there fishing. You guys get all worked up." I goes, "I get worked up all season. Why would you get worked up on a golf course?" And then it made a lot of sense. 
Yeah, it yeah. does. But, uh, you know, I, I've never been able to go fishing with him. He, he'd mentioned it years ago and I, it didn't work for me. And I'm probably glad that I haven't because I'm a terrible fisherman. It, it's not in the cards for me. Hey, Beej and uh, Leon, you guys were assistants for quite a while. And then you finally got your opportunities to go as a head coach uh, to USD and then to Boise State. At what point did you feel you were ready? And did uh, how did Coach Few support you when it was time to make a decision? Go ahead, Bill. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd been there 16 years and um, I think, uh, he, you know, we'd, we'd kind of butted heads at times and I kind of felt like maybe I needed to go do something on my own. Um, I didn't necessarily take the right, probably the best job <laughs> being in the same conference. And uh, so, uh, Mine didn't work out as well as Leon's, <clears throat> um, but I, you know, I think um, I think having the opportunity to, to to work for Dan and learn from him, and then work for Mark, and uh, and having Leon, you know, Leon had been a head coach at the junior college level. I learned a lot from all three of them to kind of incorporate it into my deal, and and went off and you know did some good things, but also some not so good things. Kind of way it goes. And, and, um, but I felt I was ready. I just, uh, a tough job. Well, I think this goes back to like what you're saying. And it started with months where it probably started with Fitzy more, even that when you were a Gonzaga assistant, you had a, you had tons of ownership and B you had all the responsibility you could handle no matter what. And so, you know, that's how Dan was when he was head coach with Mark. And that, you know, so when Mark got the job, he was, he was ready. And we all had that, you know, we were all treated like we were all head coaches and we all had our area that we were responsible for. And, and so becoming a head coach really was a turnkey operation for all of us, where a lot of assistants, they go out there and their job, what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis is so different than what you do when you get a head coaching job that they're not ready because they just haven't had that training and, and opportunities. We had that at Gonzaga. We, we were lucky to, that all of us got to go through that because it did help us prepare and it did help us be ready. And so when we got the job, we were like, well, yeah, we've done this stuff and we've, and the stuff that we hadn't done, we had hands on it with the head coach. So it did, it made you confident that, that you were ready. And also, the way Dan did it, the way Mark did it, you also knew that just go do it your way and, you know, put your spin on it, be authentic, and that's going to work. That's, that's, that's enough. You don't have to pretend you're somebody else. You don't have to try to be like somebody else. Just do it your way. Make it your thing. And that, that's what I remember, Dan, you know, when I was, I was like, I don't want to leave guns. I don't want to leave this family deal. I don't want to. And the thing that there's certain things that people said to you to make you go out the door to take that job. And that's what Dan said to me. He was like, well, you can create that at Boise. You can create whatever you want it to be. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I can. And I remember Ray said, you always remember the little things that guy said, Dan told me that. And Ray said, if you don't take this job, I'm going to punch you in the nose. <laughs> that was what he told me. So, you know, I, I remember when I left, the only you know, person who gave me advice to leave was Mark Few. <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's oh, I, what thought, I thought you worked for Mark when you were the head yeah, coach. Yeah, I, I did too. 
Billy, do you remember the, the, the staff meeting that like Mark went like fishing? We couldn't find him for like three days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and... you, were pissed. you were pissed at me. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you don't know where he's at? So finally I get him in the office. I'm like, hey, guys, you know, we're you know, we got, we got to, you know, do this. We got it. Cause this is my first year. That's like one of my first meetings, you know, cause we both fit fits. Uh, you know, we learned, we always say we learned as much what we weren't going to do from fits as we were, you know? Uh, and, and he, he taught us a lot, both directions, but, but one of the things we would sit in meetings with him till, you know, we'd watch the jump ball 15 times and then the pizza would come at 2 a.m. and the beer would run out at 4 a.m. and we'd still be there at 7 a.m. We call that a paper route because the paper would be there when we get out of the meeting. So we would just sit there and mumble. If we ever get to be a head coach, we're not going to meet like this. Well, Mark take, took it literal. I don't think he's had a meeting since Fit. he worked for Fitz. So he's gone for like three days and I'm panicked because I don't know what who, you know, it's like this time of year, you know, the season – and, and trying to figure out recruiting and everything. So I have this meeting and I try to kind of like reprimand Mark. And, and I remember he just looked at me and goes, I thought I worked with you, not for you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I guess the ground rules are set. And I don't think he ever did think he worked for me. So uh, he's the only assistant I ever had that didn't, didn't work for me. But that's, but uh, that's, that's the way he treated story. all of us though, you know, in, in, when we when we did work for him, he was consistent with that. He didn't. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that. That he still feels that we, you know, he does. He yeah. feels like Tommy and 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 B Mike and those guys work with him, not for him. He he he. That that's the the best thing. And and you said that about being yourself. That's the best thing Mark has done is be himself. And he hasn't changed from when he was an assistant. Or the only thing that's changed for him is 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 going from the power bait to the elite fisherman, you know, on that side. But as a as a coach and his the way he runs his program is how he would have ran it back then as an assistant. Hey, Coach Giacoletti, you were close with a lot of the, the the guys that are on this Zoom right now. You were close with Coach Few at different spots before you got to Gonzaga as an assistant coach. You had already been a head coach at a couple different places. What was it like going from an outside program to now being on the inside? What what was the biggest shock to you um, in, in that adjustment? Well, first of all, the guys on this Zoom and Fuey and Turge, these we had a pack back, I guess it was 87, my first. No, 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 shoot. We got to go back to 93. Again, the language, again. I said, shoot, shoot. Oh. Uh like 93 is the first time I met these guys. And these guys were the first guys till I was a Midwest guy. I knew nobody, not one soul on the West coast. And so the first time I met Dan, Mark had to come up right away and apologize for him. I finally figured out that's what everybody does for Dan. Uh, he's actually really a good guy. Once you get to know him, uh, which was true. And a loyal guy. Firefighters. Yeah. Anyway, these were my, like, still to this day my closest friends so I had like the, the the best lifeline after getting fired at Utah to be able to go to Gonzaga is like you know you won the lotto or something so um but I I had issues of my own you know trying to find more balance trying to get better as a coach and so you were able to kind of see behind the clothes the wizard of Oz, as you might say, behind the curtain, what goes on. And, um, you know, Mark's just a guy with great confidence, great balance as far as his 
faith, family, basketball, fishing. Um, and it was just uh, an eye opener to me to be able to be in that type of environment for six years. And um, I guess I wasn't a great student because I was not able to carry it over to the next job. I'll tell a great story about when Billy left, Ray was on a cruise with his wife, I think in, I don't know, Australia, long ways away. <clears throat> and Billy, it comes out that Billy's taking the job and we're getting all these calls from, the, wasn't even like, a, you know, you get international calls and it was like, he was calling us on ship to shore radio, like uh, Gilligan's <laughs> Island, like, and we would pick it up and, you know, cause he wanted to get on, you know, and we had already talked about him. We, we knew that, uh, you know, Mark knew that that's the direction we wanted to go. And poor Ray was just, I, I get the, I get the ship to shore radio from one to one Oh five. You have to pick up to next time. I'll call you at one Oh five. You got to pick up. And, you know, we would laugh and like not pick up and poor Ray was down there in Australia. Couldn't get hold of us was sending out signal flares from the boat to try to get actually that was close. <laughs> it's not exactly how it went down. Like the first day on the boat, I got this message shoved under my door that Mark few is trying to get a hold of you. I'm like, Okay, no phone, cells don't work, nothing. And no, I was like, we well, put it, I... actually put it in a bottle and threw it out <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. river and it got to you. <laughs> I would have had a great time on the ship if I'd have known yeah. on day one. I didn't find out like day seven, you know, I finally got a hold of you guys and it's like, you want to come? I'm like, yeah, great. It had been nice seven days ago. I've been nervous. <laughs> Hadn't had a beer all trip and, you know. You knew. Come on. You had to know. We were all, uh, I was trying to get a hold of him too because I had just taken the Long Beach job. I was trying to hire him. I think Billy was trying to hire him. He was, yes. he was holding out for the big, he was holding out for the big fish yeah. there, you know. You talk about, you know, the the pack. The, we, we had one of the pack guys we wanted, you know, we all trying to get him. He still played that one. Maybe he didn't want you guys to know he couldn't be reached. He was holding out. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate you, Dan. Uh, well played, Ray. Well played. I do think hey, Jack and Dan's Jack and Dan's is a legendary sports bar. Obviously, you guys have all spent plenty of hours there. I, I know both late at night talking about just different things, life, basketball, but also uh, Dan. You guys would also spend time with Judd Heathcote and your father, Don Munson, uh, to kind of learn coaching philosophies and just memories and experiences. How did that help shape each of you guys as coaches? Well, I'll go first, uh, but, um, you know, I, I've always, I've always said that, um, that, uh, uh, I, I learned what it is to be a coach from my dad, but I learned how to coach from Fitz and, Gene Bartow and, and, and really Judd, cause I was in ninth and 10th grade when he, when I, when dad was an assistant for him at Michigan state. And, uh, they're just great mentors. Those old school, uh, just great. You know, back then it was, it was, you know, as you were talking about how the game has changed with this portal and everything, and we're on a kind of on our quote unquote way out, uh, you know, they, they were kind of on their way out too, as far as the old school of it just being really coaching, and and how and and just how, how the you know the game was to be played the right way, so to speak. Uh, and now it's 
there's so many more factors that go into how you play or, or, or how you manage your, your team or your players. But um, these three can speak more to the, the, the Mark, to his credit, you know, was the one that started the, I don't know, it was Tuesday morning. They, they know the Tuesday lunches or whatever it was with Judd. And my dad would, my, my dad was jealous of Judd's relationship with him. So he wouldn't show all the time, but uh, you know, they would have a, uh, uh, I, I say that my dad will hear that and be mad at me, but uh, I, I make fun of my dad because he's he, he he's always um, um, looking for an angle with everybody as far as uh, getting getting time with them and and uh, these these guys all gave him a great deal of time and he loved his he still does he still goes to whatever games he can before the before the uh, the virus broke out, but, uh, but they, they, they were, and I, I'm, I'm really indebted to Mark and, and these guys for keeping my dad and, and Judd, uh, you know, involved in the game and, and, and valuing their opinion, uh, you know, for those legendary Jack and Dan times. Yeah, that, those were, those were pretty special. And, you know, I was lucky I got in and, with Dan's dad. That's how, that's how I got into college coaching and to have mentors like we had, you know, when I look back on what was the most important things you learned from them and what a great start for a young coach that Don taught me about integrity and honesty and running the program right. And, you know, we were so impressionable that if we wouldn't have had those great mentors, who knows, you know, how we would have ended up or, or how we would have ran our programs. And, and, you know, it's like I said, for me, it started with Dawn, and then I, I was fortunate with Judd and Dean and some of the other old guys that we got. But those stories at, at Jack and Dan's were great because we had some terrific years, and Billy will tell you this, and and we we if we were on like a 20-game winning streak or whatever, it was rolling, we'd walk out of there, and after talking to Judd, we thought we'd lost 20 straight games in a row. I mean, it was unbelievable. But we noticed that when, if we ever did hit a hard time or we lost a game or something, he'd, he'd have a great way of building you back up. He always had such a good feel for that. He'd, he'd uh, we'd scratch our heads go, aren't we 29 and two right now in yeah. second in the nation? Like, man, we walk out of there. And, but those were priceless. And, and we, you know, we were at an age where we, knew how priceless those were to have all those relationships with all those great coaches and, and just to, you know, to get their voicemails to do, you know, just to, we, we just valued it so much. And it, it was, when we look back on it, it, they were, it was, it was so great. Last yeah, question I mean, for you guys before uh, I let you get back to the transfer portal. Cause I know there's lots of things that you got to research there right now. Uh, it's looking like a historic season. Gonzaga plays tonight to have a chance to get back to the Final Four. Do you guys plan to go to Indianapolis if they make it? And then what will your message be to Coach Few if they do finish the season undefeated? We'll start with Coach Greer. I'm only going if they make it to the Final Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, be, you know, tonight's an interesting matchup. Um, for them, SC's playing their best basketball. Um, they're long, and so it'll be interesting this matchup. And then you know the next the next round. I mean, they got tough road here to to get to the final, but uh, they've had a magical season. And and um, you know, I I was fortunate. I was in the quote unquote bubble there for a week, and and got got some time with he and Tommy, and just. Uh, around them so 
they got a pretty good setup there. And, and uh, actually, I think Mark's a big reason why these teams have been able to go outside, outside of the bubble to the field is he was the one that really pushed for it. And I think it's been a great thing. I mean, as long as they're there, that's a long time to be inside a hotel and not be able to go outside. And with the restrictions, if Huey hadn't got that done, I mean, teams would be going stir crazy in there. So, um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I think they, I, I think SC is going to have some problems with some matchups tonight. And then after that, with Michigan and UCLA, I, you know, hopefully they can keep it rolling and get this thing done. It'd be, it'd be unbelievable. And it'd be kind of cool to do it in the state of Indiana since Indiana was the last team to go undefeated. Yeah, absolutely. How about you coach months? Um, you know, we, we've all talked to Mark quite a bit in the bubble and, 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 and so we, we've kind of, I think made a pact uh, with him that, you know, Saturday is going to be difficult because if they win, you know, I mean, he was so good to all, all of us. I mean, I think one of our best memories as a, as a, as a West coast mafia, as they used to call us, the, 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 all of, all of us as coaches was how Mark made us involved in the last final four and, and, and made it a really a family final four had all our families there and a bus for us and team meals, team film sessions. So we're all part of everything. And, talking to him, you know, and now he's like, you know, we can't do that. You know, if they win on Saturday, it's a wave and you can't see him again till Monday. So I think we've all kind of have a pack that if they get to the, if they get to that championship game, you know, and the bubble is going to burst uh, that night, we're going to be a part of that. Uh, we, we are all going to go on Monday. Um, but Saturday, if they lose, you don't want to be there. And <laughs> if they win, he's got work to do and we can't be with him anyway. So I think that's where we're all sitting right now, unless somebody. Just, just has, as long as you don't bring your mace this time, that'd be good. Yeah, that's one of those that nobody thinks is funny, but uh, all of us on the call understand. I, I guess I'm the only one that doesn't think that's funny. <laughs> Coach Jack, what would be funny? You almost killed Mark's mom. What would be funny about that? <laughs> okay, now the story is, you know, it's it's growing, and and unfortunately, like un, unlike my stories, that's accurate. So. Coach Jack? Uh, I, I think uh, just because we're three hours away, I may go over on Saturday and try to – Dewey wants some garlic salami and onion cheese from the hill here in St. Louis. So it's uh, find a way to get that to him. He wants no sweets. I know that's hard to believe. He wants no uh, – I would have thought he's more of a sweet guy. But anyway, I, I may go over on Saturday – and obviously, if, if they play on Monday, yeah, I wouldn't miss it for the world. How about you, Leon? Well, let me first just say it's it's a darn shame that that uh, Dan couldn't play pay for the premium Zoom package because we're just getting started. I mean, That's so, my fault. Yeah. I was going to do it this morning, but I did. I just forgot. You have scratched the surface. I think somebody in the media industry would be able to afford that, wouldn't you, Leon? Talk to Jeff Goodman. Maybe he'll uh, pick up the tab next time. We're down to three minutes, Leon. Yeah, I know that uh, it is a shame because you scratched the surface on the stories that we could tell. And I mean, this thing could have really got out of control and and been. Thank God. (laughs) We all have those. We're just scratching the surface. And then Dan ran out of. But it's if it was a payphone, we'd be put, putting quarters in. Hey, right we now. can restart it. I got a plenty more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No. Well, maybe we'll have to revisit if they go on, if they win tonight. Uh, this was fun. The and, contact red. Yeah, you yeah. Can, yeah, get hold. Red, we'll have red set it up so we don't run out of time. That <laughs> absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, you so will you head there, Leon? You can take the boy out of prairie, but you can't take the boy. Right. Leon, answer the question. Are you going on Saturday yeah, or Monday? Yeah, thank I you. Mean, we're all on the same boat here. I mean, like you said, that was that was maybe not only for us, but for our families. And it and it was so neat because we all have kids except for Ray and uh, we think. And um, the uh, wow, we just. Wow. We just uh, it, it, that final four united all these kids and kind of created this bond between all these coaches kids and create that was maybe we talked about that as parents that was one of the most special things we got out of the whole thing is is that whole legacy of Gonzaga stuff lived on through our kids and they're all connected they have a coach's kid uh you know uh uh, uh chat chat that they stay you know they're they're talking all the time and they've become really tight and it was because of that first final four and so yeah we're all gonna find a way we got to awesome well i appreciate it i apologize for not upgrading my zoom account if they get to the final uh title game maybe we'll do this again on monday night so uh, i appreciate all you guys time and effort i appreciate your impact on me and i more so impact appreciate your impact on the gonzaga program you guys are awesome